Hey guys, Adam here from My Neighbors Are Dead, and I'm sitting with our producer, Nate DeFort. Hey everybody. So you may already know that we have a Patreon page, but what you may not know is by donating a small amount, you can get all kinds of swag, behind the scenes footage, and way more from checking us out. We really love doing this show and your support means the world to us and it makes it uh, so much easier for us to do that. We have a bunch of cool stuff like Nate said that we want to get to you. You can check us out at patreon.com forward slash my neighbors are dead. Or for more information, go to my neighbors are dead.com. Today's episode of My Neighbors Are Dead is brought to you by the horror entertainment news site Ghastly Grinning. Ghastly Grinning has one goal, to make horror fans happy. Now, if you're not already a fan of their unique take on editorials, reviews, and more, then you're seriously missing out. With writers from Bloomhouse, Dread Central, and WickedHorror.com, you can expect only the best in writing from Ghastly Grinning. For more information, check them out on the web at www.ghastlygrinning.com or on Twitter and Facebook at Ghastly Grinning. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, Papa Shango. But what about the ones just outside the terror? The ones who didn't get to tell their tales? Now, people have been saying the world's going to end since the beginning of time, but what happens when it actually does? What's it going to take to survive? This week's guest explains how he turned his passion into a way of life. Did you find the place okay? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um... The ruins of Chicago are, are not difficult to see from the horizon, and from there, uh, your uh, written directions just kicked in, and here I am. Well, that's great. I, a lot of stuff is kind of level too, so it all kind of seems the same, oh, right? It's and, so true. Which was yeah. it was so nice to see this complete house on the horizon. Yeah, I made a beeline for it. I'm shocked that it doesn't get ransacked more often. I am as well. Yeah. Uh, you must have uh, apt security measures in place. Yeah, we do. Okay, there's a buzzer on the door. Good enough. Yeah. Uh, well, Frederick Fielding. That's right. That's your name. And you are a uh, post-apocalyptic choreographer? I, uh, you can also say motion scientist. Okay. Uh, but yes, I am still doing the work. Um, society may have fallen, but the arts remain. What's your favorite piece that you've done? Well, just when society had fallen, uh, we were going to do a piece, which if I remember correctly, it was, um... It was just before the solstice, so it was a celebration of spring. And then, you know, of course, things went to hell. Yeah. And I went backstage and I said, everyone, we could panic, we could loot, we could run, we could set things ablaze, or we could do this piece, which was called Welcome Flora. We did it. And I'll tell you, by the end, the theater was in ash. People were were pulling my... Dancers off the stage and in some cases feasting on them, but the ones that remained did some of the best work of their life. And yeah. I will, if any reviewers had been alive to review that piece, I know it would have been glowing. Were there any reviewers in the house when that happened? There were when it began. Yeah, not at the end. They did not survive. That's as, tough. As so few did. So, so you, are you still inspired to do, you're still inspired to do the work now that we're living in some sort of post-apocalyptic Oh, oh, I have to, Adam. I yeah. would say it's never been more important. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's exciting. I mean, I think it's good because there's a lot of really bad stuff going on, especially, you know. And what what fights that better than the arts? I don't think anything. No, it's, it's 
just as valid and important as it was. So yes, um, as you may know, I uh, sublet a little space in a beautiful uh, New England old Victorian house. And for a small fee, uh, my company lives in the lower, I guess you'd call it like a garden apartment of the house uh, under lock and key. Uh, how many people are in your company? Well, 11 last I checked. Uh, now, the thing is, I only go down there for rehearsals and to weigh in every morning. We must weigh in if we're doing the work. Uh, it was 11. And, you know, you need 10 to form most of the geographic shapes on stage. So I'll take 11. 11. That's great. So let's talk about real quick. There's a father and a son. Um, <laughs> have you run into these guys? Sal. Sal. Is and that little his name? Sally. Oh, I didn't get their names. It's Sal and no, Sally. No, no one does. And he's yeah. so guarded about it. Yeah. It ta it's like blood from a stone. He won't give it out. I I've known him for quite some time. I mean, yeah. he was he was in my house. Uh, just a few weeks ago, he was he was ransacking your house. Oh, it was a huge misunderstanding. So I was out doing my morning pages and the sky being sort of an ashen gray. I just spitball it as best I can. It seemed to be morning. And what I heard from some of my roommates was that he, he kicked in the window, uh -huh. totally inappropriate, went down where the company was resting a broke open the la lock, and those those things don't come cheap. Well, here's here's the real dirt. I have been pursuing little Sally, his son, to audition for my company for some time, mm -hmm. back when society was standing. And I think when he realized who was there, he took off. He's father, heteronormative, doesn't want his child to be a dancer as far as I can gather. So yeah. when I came home, he was racing out the door, off into the woods. I called after him, Sal, Sal, I see you. And by then he was gone. Okay. I, real quick, I want to talk more about this company that you have down mm. in your garden apartment. Mm -hmm. You talk about weigh-ins, right? That's, mm. For those who might not know, a weigh-in is a, a dancer has to be at a certain weight to maintain their position in it's a company. It's a bit of a grisly process, I admit, but when, you, if, they're, if they can't move, they can't fly. Right. So that's where the lock and key came from, because when they get into the cookies, there's no stopping them. So you're this you're you do not mess around with this. You take this pretty seriously. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't. It's the stakes have been higher than ever. So it just we were having some problems with snacking and I thought oh, you've left me no choice. So that's where I got the lock and so at night I just put them down there. Uh they have a salad in the morning and then we'll have some wafers uh around sunset and then back down they go. And I think it's it's worked out well for everyone when we understand the rules. Yeah, absolutely. What does your diet consist of, Frederick? Oh, um, ash, uh, char. It's so, I mean, it's slim pickings, but as a result, I feel like I've never been in better shape. Yeah. Well, you look great. Thank you. You look very, very good. Thank you. These are, these rags I just put together, just a few things I can find. There's... You could never tell. <laughs> I I like to think yes. I mean, the the person shines through because I mean, fashion is hard to maintain these days. I've heard stories about babies on spits. Have you ever eaten a baby on a spit? I have. I won't let myself because it seems so. In, it's just such a fatty treat. I I won't let myself. But we have used them as props in one of our pieces. Um, Hope remains. Oh yes. 
where each of the dancers was given a, a child. I mean, we uh, we used them as sort of parasols, uh, where it was, you know, hope hope can rain from the sky at any moment, so look up. And then the babies came out on spits. And th- I mean, it's nice to know that it seems like our usefulness on this world is over, but they were still working. I'm get, are, are these babies? I'm get, they're dead. Yes, they would. They would have to be. Right. What's the audience reaction? I, mean, to seeing a dead I don't know anyone that can stay still that long. And believe <laughs> no. me, I've asked. Especially a baby. Oh, I mean, don't. And it's funny because I did have to go back on one of my my old set, which do not work with children. Uh, they're just so hard to corral. But in this case, well behaved. That's great. Well, yeah. I mean, what's it going to do? <laughs> Entertain. Entertain. That's, that's right. What it did. And that's what's going to get people through most of this po- post-apocalyptic stuff. Mm. So. What's your, your company, are they allowed to come out at all from, from their guard department? Oh, for shows. Yeah, for shows. They come out for shows. They come out, you know, every uh, every now and then if we have some sort of a press event, which those have been scarce. Sure. But yes, we have uh, a piece coming up that I've been rehearsing with them. Uh, it's in the uh, hollowed out uh, shell of a, a ship. And I'll just fly the area, see what we can drum up. <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, they'll be they'll be coming out for that. Frederick, what are your thoughts on cannibalism? Because it seems to be going around a lot. Food seems pretty scarce. And And I maintain that the arts are really all we need to nourish ourselves. But I know for some people that's not enough. So we we have to do what we must do to survive. So I I will say, if you are going to resort to that, uh, just still... Maintain healthy portion control. Right. If you're going to eat a whole person, well, you're going to pay for it come swimsuit season. Sure. It's like eating a pizza. You get right. one slice to, of pizza, just, you know. It's perfectly healthy. If you're yeah. going to eat an entire person, let alone a family. Correct. Well, then the mirror is going to answer back. <laughs> and it doesn't lie. <laughs> it never lies. It doesn't lie. Mm. What are your... Uh, so... Talk to me real quick about Sal. Do you... What are your thoughts on transporting all your goods in a grocery cart? Shopping cart. Oh, very efficient. Yeah. I would say, I mean, like a dancer's body, it's it's built to move. Yeah. Uh, and I think I did see him with his, I mean, it was it, it, it was almost a, like an installation, the way he was just his little cart wobbling down the street. It was boo-hoo, look at me. I just think there's, you know, there's there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of internalized blame going on there. And if you if you put a gun to my head, which these days no one can waste the bullets. No. But if you did... I would say it's he was anointed himself for missing his own dance career. You think so? I yes, he yeah. attended one of my auditions again when society was standing, and he just was so he was so nervous. He was doubting himself. I mean, his wife had gotten into his head and set up shop. Ooh. So when he was given the combinations, his brain was everywhere else. But I swear he had passed on those genes to his son and. The word around the ruins is his son is still out there somewhere, and I will see him on a Frederick Fielding stage. Well, you can probably get him now. Like, the old man's dead. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> Inside or all the way? All the way. I believe he's well, all the way dead. I mean, he was half there already when I saw yeah. him racing out of my sublet. Well, you hate to see people living vicariously through it, because we had a lot of hockey dads growing up. You know, mm. when I uh, mm-hmm. played sports growing up, there were a lot of hockey dads. Okay. Yeah. So, you it know. can't be that different from dance. I don't think so, no. A lot of very angry fathers living vicariously through their through their sons and Were daughters. Were you a hockey son? I was a hockey son, yeah. yeah. But did you enjoy the sport? Or I loved it. Too yeah. much pressure. I loved it. 
I loved it. Now, you've asked me a little bit about how my skills translate to our current situation. Yeah. Where would hockey come into play? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know. A stick. It's great to have sticks. Everything's a weapon. Yeah. Not just, it's not just words anymore. No. Everything's a weapon. You can pretty much use, yeah, you can take your blades off your skates and, you know, stab somebody with one of those. Okay. Well, uh, I've got nothing on me, Adam, so. <laughs> I don't want to stab you. No, no. You're... But these days you just don't know, do you? That is true. That is true. And it seems like a lot of people are just killing and eating people for fun. Oh, they are. And that's the thing. What fun is it? When when you could be moving, exploring, finding a new spine and trying it on. Mm, let me let me clarify Please these do. days. Not actually trying on a spine, uh, because they don't provide they don't provide any insulation. Uh it's a horrible statement. So leave the real spine alone, but try on a, a a new one, a strange one on stage. It's just so sad that this is the time we're living in where that could be confused. It is. It's yeah. a shame, and yet I feel like our work is clear to just keep keep hope alive and keep reminding people what's possible. Talk to me a little bit about what you did before this apocalypse happened. Like, what, where, where did you train to become a choreographer, dancer? Oh, I mean, all the finest Midwest uh, dance schools. I uh, uh, Gleason's Dancing Tots. I was feel. I was field discovered. Uh, working ugh, in a horrible little farm stand that my father had signed me up for. And I was just gathering all these fallen apples. And there was Dominic Gleason himself actually put me in the van and took me off to his tot bunker. And that's where I learned my moves. Um, all the finest schools from there. It was Sounds just like you were kidnapped. No, no, no. I could. I, I wrote my parents every day. And honestly, I wasn't sad to see them go. I mean, I was being taught by Dominic Gleason himself. Yeah. I would have I would have danced into that van if I hadn't been thrown into it. <laughs> what did he say to you when he grabbed you? Did you've, he grab you? He said, you've got it and I've got you. I didn't even fight, Adam. What? I would have gone willingly, as I just said. Yeah. I still had, I had been gathering up the apples into my shirt. I had plenty to survive off of. And in five short years, I knew everything there was to know about dance. What did your dad say when Dominic Gleason threw you in that van? Who knows? <laughs> I was, I was, uh, the door was shut and my new life had begun. I mean, everyone, wah, 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 society has fallen. My society fell willingly years before. Yeah. Where the society I had been forced into fell away and I lived in the world of dance. Talk to me about Gleason's Dance and Tots Academy. Like, what is your training program like there? Again, no sunlight because there was nothing there was a distraction no other people it was it was rumored that he picked one child every 5 years and that was all i knew i you were kidnapped do you have to call it that yes. i mean that's a Again, I, I I won't give your word the power that you so need it to have. I, I use motion to express myself. Yeah. Kidnapped, taught, chosen, saved. I, all of those I think are appropriate. Yeah, those are good. What did Dominic Gleason, what was he up to? Is he... Do you know one day, he, the one day he just did not ring the bell on the other side of the thick iron door where he would appear. And, that, and I knew at that point I was ready. That his work was done. And so after I had unscrewed all of the valves and bolts, I found my way back out into the world. And you just wanted to dance. And I did dance. Yeah. From there on in, I just took, I would dance in the streets. It, uh -huh. was, it was just guerrilla dancing anywhere I could and just gathering people. People would fall in line behind me and just copy me. And that was how my company was formed. Did you go back and visit your parents after you got out of the, the dance? The what I did 
was because I knew that I, words were too, they were, they're just too mer mercurial. I, I couldn't make them do what I wanted. So what I did was I waited until uh, midnight with a full moon in the sky. Uh, I blew into a conch shell. And when they came to the window, I danced. I danced for them. And they didn't, they didn't even come down. They didn't need to. My dance said everything that it needed to, which was I, uh, I'm free of you. I became the person I needed to be. Uh, Gleason freed me and, and at the same time baptized me and gave me life. And then I just receded into the shadows. It, it, did Dominic Gleason make you recruit other dancers? That was, yes, part of the... Uh, but he didn't, he didn't want me to be troubled by where he was keeping me. So after the burlap sack was over my head, he would just take me to wherever, parking lots, public places, and just, he would have me move. And then I think when other people came close, either to offer assistance or praise, then I would have a new friend in the van and we would be taken. Nobody back. was ever like, Hey, what's that grown man doing with that kid in a burlap sack? You know, if they did, in my mind, if they're reacting, they're listening. So whatever they said, I I mostly heard applause. This is really a, a making lemons out of lemonade or lemonade out of lemons type scenario you got going on here. Thank you. Yeah, you take that as you're incredibly positive. Oh, you have to be. Yeah, you have to be these days. I I found mm -hmm. what I'm doing, and the the situation may have changed, but the work is the same. I mean, from apple picking to tweezing to, to right to the right to twirling a baby on a stick over my head like an umbrella had you thought about dancing before you were taken in that van not as such no you know sometimes how you you don't know what you you know the most so uh, no i i guess i hadn't thought of it before but just even the way i was thrown into that van i was flying yeah and the, it just it all clicked into place how old were you when this happened again i see i uh, I believe I was around six. Yeah, I was a young man of six. Young man of six? Yes. Yeah. Ready to move. Ready to move. Yes. That's, uh, man, that's really, that's that's a, quite a story. So for five years, so you're 11 when you come out of this thing, you're dancing in the streets. Grown. As far as I could, as grown as I needed to be. Yeah. I had learned everything in that time. Well, I think it's great that you're parlaying this into into what you're doing now, this post-apocalyptic choreography. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yes, it's never been more needed. You got your company down in the basement? Exactly. Or the townhouse under lock and key? I think of it as a townhouse. I yeah. mean, it's a town now in terms of it's, you know, it's a village. There's not much left. It's true. It's true. Yeah. We're kind of, it's, we're, we're hard up for audience members. Well, if people want to come see you, you, you have a show coming up, right? Mm, at the Burned Out Ship. Burned Out Ship. Correct. After that. Dusk Promptly. Dusk promptly. Because we know how the looters and the, you know, the cannibals come yeah. usually after dark. So that's dusk. And then by the time, uh, you know, the light has faded again, we have it timed perfectly. So the final gesture happens and then we simply race for shelter. If uh, little Sally's out there listening. Oh, what would that he is. You're going to get him. You're planning on getting him. I, I'm not sure I agree with your terms. I, I mean, does... Does a flower get a bee, or is the bee drawn to the flower in such a way that he can no longer resist its call? That's a great way of spinning it. <laughs> it's a really good way of spinning it. Yes. Little Sally, if you are out there, may yeah. I address you? Of course, please. Directly? Yeah. What does it feel like to waste your life? Now, I heard there's, there's talk around the world that you're left with a, a weapon in your hand with a single bullet. Well, what if I told you... You had a greater weapon with unlimited ammunition. It's your own body. 
and you can use every bullet within that body to kill bias, to kill hatred, to kill misunderstanding. You know how you move. I saw you move as you raced from my sublet. Use that for good, Sally. I will be waiting. I still go very often to the shore just to enjoy the you know, the winds and to the, the motion of the water can teach us so much. I'll be waiting when you're ready. And I actually have fitted a shell of a van with grocery cart wheels. So I will rec recruit you in the time-honored tradition that all great, truly great dancers are recruited. You will find yourself in a bunker as grateful and satisfied as anyone can be in our modern hellscape. Frederick, thank you so much for coming by. Oh, it was a pleasure. I, I plan on coming to see the show. Uh, I just, once again, throw myself to your mercy that you allow me to leave this structure without beating me to death with your hockey stick. I can't promise anything. Oh, can anyone in this world? I don't think so. Thanks, Frederick. Au revoir. Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself and Nate DeFort, with editing done by Nate DeFort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case, with additional music by Dane Halverson. And our artwork was done by Mark Nishan. Frederick Fielding was played by Tim Sniffen. You can catch Tim as the mysterious man, the announcer on Earwolf's Hello from the Magic Tavern. Here are some free and easy ways you can support us that will have a huge impact on the show. If you're listening in a podcast player, make sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review for us. You can follow us on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. If you like this week's episode, tweet about us. Facebook about us, Instagram about us. Hell, if you're still on MySpace, do that too. Now, if you're a big fan of My Neighbors Are Dead and you want all kinds of extra stuff like swag, extra content, and updates on upcoming news and events, you can donate to the show by going to patreon.com forward slash My Neighbors Are Dead. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Oh, and also, Sinbad, if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors.